1: Welcome back! That's a gay-ass podcast! It's me, Eric Williams, and today I'm a birthday boy! We've got an extra special episode to celebrate. Not only is Henry Russell Bergstein on, the bicoastal famous casting directress... We also have a special appearance up top from my very own straight twin brother, also celebrating his birthday. It's such a gift that he agreed to come on the podcast, but the even bigger gift is I ask him if he knows what the word verse means. His answer is devastating. I can't wait for you to hear it. Uh, if you don't know Henry Russell Bergstein, he's not only so fucking funny, he's a really good friend of mine. He's also cast so many TV shows, movies, Broadway shows. I mean, things that you love. He cast the other two on Comedy Central, Black Mirror, Succession... Just an icon through and through. To celebrate the birthday of it all, there's a special discount going to gayaspodcast.com. If you want your character actress sweatshirt, your cat, your whoopee made me gay shirt, go to gayaspodcast.com and anything you put into your cart is automatically 15% off through Sunday night just to celebrate the Virgo energy of it all. Speaking of Virgo energy of it all, I want to say the birthday prom, the gay prom celebration this past weekend was a hit. I'm so relieved and happy. I think the best part of the party is that everyone leaned into the theme costume wise. Like when you give gay people a theme, they're going to make it slutty. I, like, I knew it would be good, but people showed up like cutting off their blazer jackets and just giving bare arm. Literally, I saw sports jackets with a harness underneath it. I feel like anything you give, people will make it slutty, especially gay people. Like, I'm sure, what, if I do, like, a Les Mis party, one person's bound to show up in a French flag thong. That's actually not a bad idea because we've got so much to do with this episode we're gonna get straight into it 1st we i'll hear from my straight twin brother and then the incredible henry russell bergstein make sure you follow along at gay as podcast and i just want to say how grateful i am as i turn 33 to have you here and the next year is gonna be the best one yet enjoy babes Well, I'm just so honored that you agreed to come on That's a Gay as podcast. I feel like one of the biggest things you can do as an ally, just say yes to being on. And truly, I'm so happy we get to celebrate our 33rd birthday with um, your appearance on a gay podcast. Do you um, feel like 33 is a big year or it's like nothing special?
3: Uh, Nothing special for me. Uh, Megan is turning 30, so I feel like... All the attention should be on her big birthday this year.
1: Oh, that's sweet. Do you, do you? Have you heard that this is our Jesus year?
3: I have no idea what that means.
1: G, apparently, G. actually, I don't either. But apparently when Jesus... Well, now everyone who's not Jewish listening is going to be like, you fucking idiots, when he got his first communion i don't know what it's like apparently Jesus. oh maybe jesus died when he was 33 and so it's like when you when we turn 33 it's supposed to be like your jesus year where um <laughs> i actually don't know what it means i just say it because i've heard it but i don't know we're just two jews who don't well you really you really don't know but i kind of know
3: the hell is that supposed
1: to mean that you clearly have never heard of a jesus year who's jesus exactly and now we said it so now that you're on that's a gayest podcast as my ally straight twin brother i want to ask you some questions in terms of the gay lens first question is about a few things in the gay world i want to see if you know what they are um do you know what the term being verse means i do not do you have a guess
3: being verse uh-huh uh, my guess would be up to speed with That's an adjective for being up to speed with modern terminology as it relates to the LBGTQ community.
1: So if you're, yeah, so you're saying if you're a verse, you basically are up to speed and like, you know, you know, the the references. Yeah, that
3: would be my guess.
1: You're wrong, but I like the interpretation. I mean, someone who uh, will receive and give anal. Um, (laughs) Next is I want to know, um, do you ever tell people that you have a gay brother?
3: all the time really how does it come up um i don't say it's just out of the blue but if somehow it for example comes up in conversation like a colleague that sits next to me has a brother who's also gay uh that would come up in conversation and i would mention you know likewise
1: is your uh colleague's gay brother do you know if he's married or not
3: he is not married
1: just out of curiosity is he cute never seen him oh well keep you know, keep 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 me posted keep me in mind um okay next question is has anybody said anything like vaguely homophobic in your presence in the past few years and you've been like "Ooh, that kind of sucks
3: no i mean generally i i hang out with people who know me well and know better not to
1: to be like that's so gay yeah do people still say that? Like, and, Honest question. Do you think there are people in their 30s who still say that's so gay? I'm sure. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, So then let's go back to when I came out. I know that was a long time ago. Do you remember where we were?
3: I believe we were in the parking lot of Adopts, which is a <laughs> auto uh, maintenance uh, chain in St. Louis.
1: Oh, I guess we were. Well, I remember being... Yeah, I, I think like we going were to gas or something.
3: No, I I think we were at Dobbs, which is right next to a Bank of America ATM.
1: Sure, sure, sure. Thank you for the geography. Um, when I told you, do you, do you were you actually surprised?
3: Yeah, a little bit. Well, yeah, it depends on what you mean by surprise, but caught off guard. Well, I guess
1: yeah, caught off guard is definitely like understandable. I think were you did you? Oh, here's the question: Did you have any like? Obviously, I was like who I I wasn't like hiding who I was, especially in high school, but I was very much closeted. Did you, in the back of your mind, like knowing that I was like being made fun of for being gay or whatever, did you, in the back of your mind, ever think I might be? Or were you just like, no, people call him that, but he's straight?
3: I think I made a conscious effort internally to ignore. I don't know if that's the right word, uh, not think about it. Yeah,
1: that's actually, that makes a lot of sense, because I think, like, there's no, I guess in your mind, there's, like, no reason to think about it if, like, there's no news either way. Right. So then when I did, so then when I did tell you, were you like, oh, damn, it was true? Like, do you remember at all how you felt when I told you, besides just, like, being caught off guard by the whole thing?
3: Well, I know one memory or that I'm constantly reminded by you is what I said in response. What did you say? (laughs) something to the effect of if you don't want to be gay then don't
1: which is like you know what it it's actually great that you can even say that now because you now know that that is not true right correct correct so like that's how that's how far we've come um are you sweating being on this podcast right now
3: yeah but i'm always sweating um Mm -hmm. yeah
1: well you're doing a really good job um do you know who rupaul is I do not. Have you heard of a show called RuPaul's Drag Race? No. Do you have a guess what RuPaul's Drag Race is about?
3: I'm guessing it's about drag. What is drag? It's obviously, a, uh, there's a theatrical aspect to it. True. But what comes to my mind is, I don't know. See, I don't want to be careful because I don't know the correct terminology. It's, when it comes to my mind, it's it's men or i don't know non-binary dresses up as maybe the opposite gender i I don't know
1: yeah that well well, that's a very good answer that is that is what drag is i mean and rupaul's drag race is where people dress up as women quite theatrically and they have competitions but um yeah but there's trans people on it non-binary yeah you you nailed it um
3: we were looking for things to do this past weekend in st louis and i pulled up a website And actually there was a drag brunch in St. Louis.
1: And you said, (laughs) fuck no. (laughs) (laughs) Get those. (laughs) I want to say a word that I can't say to you because you're straight, but if you were gay, it's like, get those pockets away from me. But obviously you can't say that because that would be a hate crime. Um, Okay, fun. Uh, do you have any questions about what it's like to be gay? Anything uh, that you are curious about? No. Do you know who Billy Eichner is? Nope. Do you know who Leah Michelle is?
3: Nope. But to be fair, related to gay or not, I am not familiar with celebrity names popular pop culture
1: pop pop culture girl well uh michael thank you for coming on that's a gay podcast where can people follow you i'm kidding um uh can you please say to sign off two words for me can you say gay rights gay rights Henry Russell Bergstein is on That's A Us podcast. Henry, we are friends IRL, we are friends ITP in the pod, and we are also friends ILB in love, baby. Thank you for coming <laughs> on the A Us podcast.
4: Thank you for having me. Um, we're friends ITP, but I have never, I've only seen your, only heard your podcast and seen it on Instagram in your um your teasers that's such an uh,
1: honor thank you so much for not listening to an entire episode only watching the video clips
4: um i just i I'm, i don't i'm not a pod person i've cast some scripted pods like i cast homecoming season one season two in the pod mm. um when it was like a you know early days pioneer potting um and like john cameron mitchell has a musical podcast called yes. that i that i cast but i don't tend to listen to unscripted podcast i listened to a couple of murder ones on a road trip with some friends because they did and that scared me too much like it actually scared me about living in california because there were so many yeah serial killers that like came up in california
1: was it the um the killer that was like for like 20 years no i mean that's probably naming about 55 different california serial killers there was one they had like a podcast about and a Netflix show about it was like the golden state killer no
4: i don't think it was him like this was like some guy who was like hiding in the attic when the woman came home and then like i don't know it was violent
1: it's actually to it's a testament to podcasting as an industry that you can still be that visceral with the true crime because i swear to god i stopped listening to true crime podcasts like for for sport when i was on a plane listening and i started to have a panic attack
4: yeah no i wouldn't listen to it on a plane i was
1: just like it was you know what it was it wasn't Not to name drop the most devastating one of all time, but um, it wasn't Matthew Shepard, but it was adjacent where a body was found in a field. It was a young person and the description of the physical evidence. uh, It was just like I was like, what are we doing? And the flight attendant had to bring me uh, ginger ale.
4: You had to get Ginger ale from the flight attendant. Was it a male flight attendant or a female flight attendant? Or a non-minor she, flight she,
1: attendant? She, uh, so she was a she, she, her pronouns, and she had a white face when she saw my white face. Cause she saw, I did not look well.
4: Oh, she did. She recognized your trauma. She did. And she's like, maybe know? that's why we're friends. IRL. I recognize your trauma too. <laughs> a different kind of trauma. Um, I tend to hear scary stories about places before I move there. Like I, I saw um, the original Candyman. I mean, it, it was on TV. It wasn't like it was original when I saw it uh, right before I went to grad school at Northwestern. And then I heard this murder podcast about California right before I moved out here. And I almost pulled out because. No. Yeah. That's how you know you're Jewish. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not because you pulled out, but because you got scared <laughs> enough to
4: change your plans i almost got scared of
1: what life. if there were what if there was a stereotype about jews and pulling out I, I don't know what the stereotype would be but um you know those jews they always
4: no. yeah they, but there's already like the hole in the sheet i don't think sure jews pull out. I yeah no because
1: jews are so uh, start trying to make more jews so they never pull out
4: i guess that's true yeah yeah
1: have you ever heard the stereotype that and uh, i mean this as a stereotype and not that like we're both about to say that what's the truth or not but the stereotype that jew jewish men have big dicks
4: um i have not heard that stereotype and in fact there was a website in the early i think i don't know if jdate existed but certainly i don't know that jdate had gay options then does it have gay options now i certainly um, hope so uh they had there was a website called gay mm. don't know if it still exists i went on a date on that through that website
1: you went on a date through gay how was it the was date true, so um
4: the date was lovely but
1: <laughs> wait wait you said that it wasn't true about the big dicks
4: Yeah, it's definitely not true on that side of things.
1: Was he um, Jewish on both sides of the fam?
4: I think so. I don't know, though. I honestly don't remember.
1: Do you remember if it was small in girth or length or both? I
4: just remember that he lived in Chelsea near Barracuda.
1: Ooh, it's a tiny dicked Barracuda live in Chelsea gay. That's a hard cross to bear. Mm. I feel like GayJews.net is either defunct or it's become a huge underground hit that we just don't know about.
4: Are you looking it up right now? Yeah,
1: it doesn't it doesn't exist anymore. It does Absolutely. not exist anymore. I hope J Day has a gay f- feature. I'm Have sure you, it
4: does. We would know if it didn't. If it was would. like com.
1: True. I do you know what I need to ask, speaking of the true crime conversation, is that I just found out something that I'm very embarrassed, and I think that you as a casting directress and as a culture queen film girly, you're probably gonna shame me for this. Did you watch the now hit Netflix teen I guess it's not true crime. It's just like a little bit of crime. Do Revenge with Camila cheer. Mendes. Oh, I
4: thought you were, <laughs> you were talking about Cheer. Speaking um, of
1: true crime, have you watched Cheer? I mean, that's um, a little dark because of Jerry. But no, Do, do Revenge with Camila Mendes.
4: No, I've seen the... Um the thing on like it's 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 being pushed hard on instagram right now it is really
1: really good and the thing that i'm telling you that i'm embarrassed about is that maya hawk is in it and she's like the second lead i did not know a that it was Maya hawk i watched the movie and really liked it but b i did not know that um uh, Maya hawk was acting this much as the child of uma thurman and ethan hawk it's not something that was registering as i watched the movie do you judge me do you think less of me
4: no, I don't think less of you just because, like, now you know, right? The more you know, now you know. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's okay. I don't judge you. Why should you know the children of famous people until they're famous themselves?
1: Thank you for saying
4: that. Because Could somebody shame you?
1: No, I just can already tell that someone's gonna listen to this and be like, you didn't
4: know that that was Maya Hawk, but, like... It speaks to her transformative uh, acting ability.
1: I'm truly i truly mean that because i was like this is a very good actor and there's no way that she's a nepotism baby and here i am living to tell well, the tale. you know what?
4: i have to watch it to see if they did any kind of transformation i don't know what she looks like in the show i mean maybe it's fine in the movie is she it was, a
1: movie it's a movie and between us girls they put her in a wig that i find to be atrocious
4: i feel like wigs are taking over the streaming world and why
1: is that is it because there's not enough time for hmu
4: no i feel like <clears throat> a it's because people are doing too much so like they're on another show, and you can't touch their hair. Oh, um, B. It's because people keep going to the same actors instead of like going to actors that look different, right? Um, and so, if you go to an if you like go to an actor who looks nothing like the part you want to cast, then you have to sort of wig them up.
1: Go to Party City and call it a day. Do you remember in high school when you would do theater and you were told you cannot cut your hair from the moment you are cast until after the show, and then everybody just showed up regardless of the role, like in shaggy, nasty hair?
4: Uh, I do remember that vaguely. I re- we recently told that to someone. Don't come. <laughs> don't cut your hair. You're in the mix for this part. Um, and then they booked it. So uh, oh well, thank God their hair. But um, and their hair was longer. You there is that saying in casting like um you're more castable with long hair. Wait, really? People say that. So I don't know that I believe for it, all genders? I've heard it applied to men. I mean, I feel like women's hair is so <laughs> If I grew my hair long, I would look like a divorced Longer dad. hair. Like I don't mean I don't mean like I don't see you as JVN. Is that his initials the queer folk. The queer the not queer as folk. Um,
1: the queer, queer eye, yeah. the queer as the eyes can see. Yeah, Jonathan Van Ness is definitely the long hair. I
4: don't think I don't want to see you with that hair. That works for JVM. That is not Eric Williams.
1: Are we talking ear length?
4: Just a little long. Wait, look, take off your hat.
1: I will not do that. Take you off know.
4: your hat. Take off your hat. <laughs> it's, it's sort of like <laughs> our redo of fame. Um, you really are casting director. Um, you know you have shorter hair you can make it a little longer but you know <sighs> all right well um i thought of you this morning i took well. alice out for a walk because i walk her for like two and a half three miles it started during the heat wave we'd wake up super early so that she had her exercise for the day because it was too hot for her to mm-hmm. go out for the day you know she's two and a half she's still got a lot of that puppy energy mm-hmm. and so we went this morning and there was a, a very handsome gentleman amazing body He and his dog walk down. They start playing, Alice, and he has this puppy, Gracie, who's like eight months. And he's like pretty and also nice. And I thought they played for a while. Like it wasn't like a quick sniff butts, move on. (laughs) They rolled around so much so that when I got home, I had to take Alice immediately into the shower. They were like rolling around in the mud. It was like a good 10, I think almost 10 minutes. And so there was a little bit of banter. And I was like, if this was Eric Williams. (laughs) He would have a drinks date and uh, he would have an invitation to a party in LA that this person was going to or throwing themselves. And I was like, how? He's lived here since November. I've lived here since January, 2020. Well, really January, (laughs) 2019, February, 2020. But like, how does he transition? How does he close that deal so quickly on all accounts? Because everyone at your party, you've you like- Some of them you've known for a while now, but others you met recently at another party and suddenly they're at your party. And I'm like, how does he do this? What is the secret? Well,
1: first of all, I like I'm loving that this is the reputation that I'm building in this fucking town. But I think the answer is edibles. I think it's just that I'm um, confident enough because I'm feeling a little not of this earth. But also, I just like, I'm in a very yes part of my life. I, as you know, I, as I, this birthday is on this very day that our dear friends are listening to this podcast episode. I am saying yes to myself and the world. And if I see a gorgeous nude man walking, what's his dog's was, name? Uh, nude. Come on, Henry, let me, let me, let me make the story better. Um, what was his dog's name? Gracie if I see a nude man and Gracie and my dog rolling in the mud I'm gonna have my tongue between the cheeks but, I mean I take that back I'm gonna be at his party only because we have genuinely enjoyed each other enough for to go there I've met plenty of people who I would never dare like Henry I hope you so don't There think-
4: people you're like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna convert are here.
1: you kidding me in fact i will never say these names in public because it's just fully not nice but i was at a different friends gathering and there was this couple that was there and they just immediately gave off trying to gain follower energy it was just like i'm only existing
4: was party all influencers
1: that was actually not the party i'm talking about but
4: um <laughs> i love that subtle drag <laughs> um <laughs> actually I don't. So here's the thing. I'm not like a big TikTok person. So I would meet these people at your party and they all start Several of them turned out to be big. Well, part of them, some of them have been on your pod, right?
1: yeah um, i mean i actually don't think there were a, well let's let's like let's let's call address the elephant in the room henry was at what is now a famous party uh a couple of days ago which was gay prom 2022 henry you walked away from the party what did you secretly say to your sweet kind handsome boyfriend did you say uh that was blank
4: uh no i think i said oh my god that costco cake was everything <gasps> and isn't it though Most of the influencers we met were really nice. I don't
1: like that you're calling them influencers because I don't consider them as such. And I don't think they are. I don't think anybody... No, I
4: didn't know any of them were until I got... No one's
1: an influencer except maybe some of my dear friends who like... No, no, none of that. To me, an influencer is someone who does it full time.
4: Okay. Well, there were. I felt like there were people who, like, if you asked a homosexual on the street, mm-hmm. they were uh, primarily there were straight people at this party. There were, and they were wonderful and wonderfully dressed. But there were primarily the the non influencer influencers <laughs> were homosexual or of the of of the queer
1: variety right, community. Um, You're talking about one person who is uh, definitely. I could maybe consider him. Influency, which is someone who's been on the pod nick norsha yes
4: yes I, well he was one listen
1: when you have over like he has like three hundred thousand followers on tiktok and like yeah he for sure i would consider but like i think i think he's just like hot hairy and funny
4: um that also is a theme of the guests at the famous party <laughs> um there are also a lot of tall people oh. i did say that to my boyfriend i said am i not wrong that he has a lot of tall friends
1: Okay, I didn't clock that. I like, I like that. Hmm. Maybe I'm subconsciously attracted to, uh, in a friendship way. Actually, you know what's so funny is that I have made some new friends who are quite tall here. But someone told me they think L. A. in general just has a taller group of people.
4: Maybe I'm just a little person, and I, maybe I'm shrinking. I'm like Sophia.
1: No. <laughs> Wait. How tall are you? Uh,
4: five six ish.
1: See, my twin brother is five four. You're 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 a, you're a giant, yeah, but
4: he's not the same height as you. True. Wait, he's five four.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He is. He is
4: he's making his way in the world
1: making his way downtown walking fast because it's like they're so short (laughs) so so the party, the the costco cake was beyond my expectations so Um, good
4: i usually prefer like a a white sheet a store-bought sheet cake to be like white sheet cake and white or chocolate icing but this was you know decadent chocolate sheet cake and chocolate icing in the middle cream was sort of like a white and and chocolate it was both vanilla and chocolate i don't know if it was like a cookies and cream it was like, like i don't a know how they moment. build it um and then they had like the cream on top even like the what the clouds and the balloons were made of was also delicious it wasn't too sugary yeah. it was like the perfect balance and i was like i could eat this all day when i went to undergrad i went to school upstate and we had wegman's which i don't know if you do you know Wegmans. i do know now wegmans. it's in new york but mm-hmm. you know it wasn't back then and they had Doug Flutie subs, which went to Doug Flutie's charity, which were these turkey subs, which were delicious, but they had sheet cakes. And I would buy, back then I was more, I wasn't doing edibles, but other versions of that. But um, I would eat entire sheet cakes by myself. For
1: what, how, how many servings do you think they would be?
4: I mean, it was probably half the size of yours. So probably like, yours <laughs> was like supposed to serve 48 40, people. 48. <laughs> Um, I think this would probably serve like twenty-four. It depended. Sometimes I'd get the round ones, which are more like twelve, and then sometimes I get the rectangular ones. And they were sh- they were weren't as high. I mean, this cake was high, and it was it had two layers. I mean, sometimes the sheet cakes just have one layer. I, mean, I, I could talk about a sheet cake all day. I can, Henry. <laughs> no, I can tell. I um, I Do you actually, still have any left, or did you throw it away?
1: You come on this podcast, ask me if I throw away cake. That is a Deep insult. No, the cake is sitting in my fridge. I had it at three different junctures yesterday. I felt so disgusting. I had a salad for lunch, and all day of like like walked around. And every time I catch myself in a mirror, I feel like I'm Eddie Murphy in drag. I just like it is a tough a tough cross to bear because the cake is so good and i famously don't love cake i'm if i, I did kn- not
4: know that about you and here you are insult telling me i'm insulting you by saying you're gonna throw a cake you don't like cake you're a cake hater
1: now you're all of a sudden saying you knew the fact that i didn't like cake but i just think cake can be like dry and bad and if the icing isn't good the whole thing is ruined but it, but there's just a, for me ice cream in general can be see matt's gonna fucking hate me for this he hates when i talk about ice cream on the podcast because he thinks no one cares but i care about dessert and i want henry you if you want some of this cake i might even hand deliver it to you it
4: needs i don't want to throw it away that feels bad so i what i usually do on my birthday and on his birthday, my boyfriend Paul has to make me cake. Hmm. It became a tradition that he made me cake on his birthday, complicated, boring, not going to share it on your pod. But if people want to know, they can start a hashtag Henry get his own pod <laughs> movement. But um, what I usually have is I have a piece of the cake and a scoop of ice cream on the cake, because then even if the cake is dry and also what happens is it's, it sets up the health proportions of the serving better mm. when there's the fat to balance out the num- the amount of sugar, it makes it more like a zone bar. If you add <laughs> the ice cream in my thinking, and you know. then you don't get the sort of like blood sugar effects
1: when i'm eating my dessert phone. i want to make sure it resembles the experience of a zone bar and i want to thank you for <laughs> replicating that experience <laughs> with your birthday cake for paul um listen i one of the best cakes i've had was a friend made it for my birthday a few years ago her name is maggie McNeil. And she makes a cake like no other and it was the first year this podcast was out and she put gay ass podcasts like marketing on the cake
4: come on can uh, i ask what is the um what is like the what is the the thing about your podcast like what is your podcast the podcast asks whose
1: fault is it that you're gay who do we blame babe and then we interview queer legends and basically uh get silly get deep and if you're straight get gay and if you're straight and we have you on we ask why are you so obsessed with us and i've only had two straight people on who are they kat cohen and nicole thurman i think those are the only straight people i've had on
4: Oh, interesting! Interesting. Well, so
1: far, you're on. Like, what is this? What are we doing here?
4: Oh no, 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 no! I just didn't know. And I, you know, I see the merch, and I, and I, I want to buy it, but I feel like a poser. I want to buy it to support you. You're young. You just moved to LA. (laughs) You're having your Jesus year, but at the same time, I don't want to like be wearing this merch and not like if someone if some young proto homo comes up to me and he's like, "What is your gay ass?" podcast merch or your character actress merch i need to be able to explain it
1: i think i love how honest you're being that you don't listen to this podcast i really think that's i think it's it's great i know i prefer this as as friends and i mean this with my heart like it's so much better to either Listen if you want to or not listen if you're not a podcast person and then be honest about it versus lying like yeah I
4: remember that
1: but like you never give any you never give any specifics about what it is you just pretend that you do I do not like that.
4: No and I don't know I may tell you to edit this out because I don't want the Matt Rogers stance to come for me sure. but I've run into Matt Rogers a couple of times since his Showtime series has come out. And every time I'm like, I'm so sorry, I haven't watched it yet. I'm waiting for all the episodes to drop because I, wanna, I don't have showtime and I want to do like a free week so I can watch it in that free week all at once. And I still haven't watched it, but I will. The show looks wonderful and a lot of great people worked on it that I know. But... Um, How does he respond when you say that? The first few times he was fine about it. The last time he was like, oh, everybody's saying that to me. <laughs> um But no, he was lovely. He is lovely. Yeah, Yeah. he's the best. He's amazing. Uh, And really going through like uh, his sex symbol phase right now, I feel like he's posting some thirst traps and the people are here for it. They are. I think also they should be.
1: They should. should. And also, I think like he's in a a fashion forward phase as well.
4: A hundred. I mean, he's always been fashion forward, but the
1: world is is catching on. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know what, Henry Russell Bergstein, uh, your question is, what the fuck is this podcast about? Well, let me ask you the question so you can give us the answer. Henry, whose fault is it that you're gay? Who do we
4: blame, babe? I blame General Hospital Hmm. and the Luke and Laura love story. So violent, based in rape. And I think I saw that and I was like, no, I'm gonna go gay. (laughs) Truly, I saw that in a formative time. I'm dating myself because I don't like to give out my age. I'm old, but um,
1: you said this is what straight everyone, love is. Everyone,
4: at one point, Robbie Couch turned to everyone at the party and was like, "So is everyone here 33? Who, by the way, sweetest person I've ever met
1: beyond um,
4: for an influencer? Why he is
1: not an influencer? Uh, he is a
4: writer. Okay, but um, and uh, he was so nice, but he started, and I was like, they're coming around the circle." <laughs> You know, one, Wait, speaking of Thank true God, crime, they never they never got there. We changed the topic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, so that so it's General Hospital. My answer is General Hospital.
0: Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states.
1: Do you consider yourself now that that was sort of during a formative time of your life? Do you think it impacted what you're attracted to in the world? Like you really want like a a sweet, soft, kind person, like even dating or friendship or otherwise?
4: No, because there are a lot of loud, annoying people that I love. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: That felt pointed.
4: So I don't think it I don't think it has gone went that extreme. I think it was just sort of like, yeah, I didn't want to I didn't want to be on top of a lady or sure. have a lady on top yeah. of me even print,
1: print that on a shirt i do not and then want then I to just be on top dis- of a lady i
4: realized that i like what men had to offer same
1: here do you so speaking of what when you realize you like what men have to offer when was the first time that you cashed in on that offering i had your
4: first boy kiss when was my first boy kiss um i think the kissing happened later than some other things and the kissing happened uh excuse me i got a little bit clamped
1: It's okay
4: linda richmond coffee talk um i think the kissing happened in college honestly i was older
1: yeah i mean my first kiss was my freshman year of college i i don't think i even felt safe to even attempt to do it when i was growing up in the midwest i was just like it we're gonna save that for the fagotrini's in new york
4: were you i you've told me i think a little bit Did you... Were you out in high school, even though you weren't making out with boys?
1: No, I came out, like, a month or two before graduation of high school. So, And I only started telling people, like, really, the last month or over the summer. So, So you
4: you weren't, like... Because that's the thing. It's sort of, like, high school seems so small. Even bigger high schools. It's, like, everybody knows everything. Right. So, like, how do you...
1: I also, like, I just... Yeah, it was so deeply... You know what, I, I've, I've al- I always did the thing when I was a kid that I don't know if anyone else did, but I was so not wanting to be gay, whilst knowing I was so very gay that I would, I've maybe said this before, I would play those games where if I would like have to throw something away, I would throw it into a trash can and I would say if I get it in the trash can that I'm not gay, I would like make like bets with the universe to like ensure that I wasn't gay. And so I was so focusing on like, yes, having my gay thoughts and like, probably self pleasuring with some guilt after. But then I I would never let it go past that and then so the actual idea of actually doing something was so out of the realm by the time i went to college then when i first kissed a boy it was i mean i can still imagine the feeling it was like the most fizzy physical electricity that i just didn't know it was possible
4: and did you have you had like will and grace and stuff growing up right
1: I did. I did. I, see,
4: I I feel like I didn't even necessarily have the words for it. We had like, you know, AIDS and things like that and fear. <laughs> but we didn't like that. We had like the news, but that was sort of where you saw. Or like um Philadelphia, that right. movie with Tom Hanks. Like Tom Hanks. that was sort of like the big I, I mean the band plays on too. I think those were the big gay stories. And that our, wasn't exactly making you wanting to go and generation. find a, yeah. it, was sort of, it was yeah, it was there was a lot of fear built around it. So I don't even know that I had the words, but there were similar sort of mind games that you play with yourself in terms of like knowing your desire is mismatched with what society's expectations are.
1: Yeah. And do you remember when you finally were in your college years and the kiss happened was or even anything that happened? Boy, boy. What do you remember any like groundbreaking feelings or was it pretty much like all right, it is what it is, Santa?
4: Like physical feelings or like Emotional uh, emotional or otherwise awakening? yeah i you know i do remember i was studying abroad when i was the, the the most adventurous i went i went away a year early instead of i know most people go away junior year i went away sophomore year because i was like i gotta get out of here my well one my roommate was my college roommate was a rando sophomore year and he was aggro and mm-hmm. not nice and was like threatened to be at some point but um also i was like i need to get out of here so i can sort of find henry um and i found him <laughs> in the uk uh i even tried smoking marlboro reds because i had a crush on this guy who smoked marlboro reds not a good idea do not did not did not go beyond the first pack um but did that guy end up giving you the no? Green light? We, we were friendly but it didn't i didn't convert him he was a bartender i was dumb i didn't know you like you can't i mean yeah. there are certain people who can maybe maybe gracie's owner today is the kind of person who can take home a bartender but But that's a very specific type of
1: person i can't take home a bartender yeah
4: so i ended up taking home somebody else at the bar actually an italian Mm. um who was wearing leather pants
2: Mm. um
4: but uh you know i had feelings and thoughts and sort of like poetic imagery running through my mind Um, were
1: you uh were you a capital s slut in the uk
4: not that time um no <laughs> no i mean i wasn't really because i was still you know fumbling around and sort of even though i was expressing myself i was still keeping it a secret from the people i was studying with for the oh, most because you were still closeted i was still vaguely closeted but not really but I, I don't think i really was but also like i wasn't uh confident enough to like have them know i was i was taking a swing at. oh yeah
1: not only money. not only were you sort of secretively finding henry in the gay lens in the uk but you were also secretively drowning in uncircumcised cock and not being able to talk about it yeah i don't think i'm really i I, because i forced myself to be honest in this podcast i don't think i've actually been with a guy that was uncut is that embarrassing
4: never i don't think so i mean sometimes you can't necessarily tell if they're very excited and you don't see it that's out of- true
1: you know what every time I, I i've been with a guy they've been so rock hard i have no idea if they're it might just be that
4: you have that effect on men.
1: um my superpower is i don't see cutness <laughs> <laughs> it's the modern i don't see color which you can't say
4: you shouldn't say but also um you should see cutness. I mean, you should see uncutness. You should be able to see it.
1: Should I should be able to see it. I just... The, the sex appeal... You're
4: a Jew from where? Like, Missouri? Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't it all? Aren't, weren't you swimming in it? But I mean, you weren't really practicing there. I wasn't a practicing. I wasn't practicing.
1: Wait, are you saying that you think stereotypically Missouri men are uncut?
4: Well, if they're not Jewish, and they're, I don't think of Missouri being like a richly Jewish community. Your community, yes, but like... Are there a ton of Jews in Missouri?
1: I mean, in the grand scheme of things, no. We were looking up um different states recently, Matt and I, for whatever reason. Oh, because I sometimes shade him about the South just because it's a fun game to play. And um, we were looking up different states. And did you know that Georgia has, like, a huge amount of Jews?
4: Oh, yeah. The Atlanta community is pretty big. See, I knew Atlanta
1: was pretty big. I didn't know it was so fucking big.
4: Yeah, my prom dates aunt and uncle were big in there synagogue and this is going to sound like like mike myers show that nobody watched on netflix with the like the jews running the world but no my prom dates aunt and uncle were big in the jewish community in their synagogue in Atlanta, so I, I had learned about the community through them
1: well it turns out that south dakota no joke has like 55 statewide that's it 55 jews like something like insane like that
4: where is matt from georgia Oh, okay.
1: Went to school in Alabama.
4: Which school? Tuscaloosa?
1: Yeah, the University of Alabama. Roll Tide.
4: Oh. My ex went through a period where he was only traveling by train. So we took Amtrak from Chicago to, I think it was from Chicago to New Orleans. And I think we went through Tuscaloosa. I'm glad you made it. (laughs) We never got
1: off the train. Were you wearing one of your iconic barber shirts?
4: No, I didn't wear barber shirts as much back then. I did wear graphic tees. The Barbara shirts happened sort of around... Became more religious, I should say, around 2016. They became every day, sort of... There was a powerful woman on my shirt every day. The majority of my shirts are Barbara, then Golden Girls, and then other... You know, I have like a Whitney t-shirt. I have a Bette Midler t or two. I have Dolly Parton. I have Judy Garland. I have Diana Ross. Was it a Um, reaction to the election? Like, what spurred this? I was sort of like, I'm only going to promote women on my body
1: that's a really beautiful form of protest is just to wear usually like beautifully hilariously cartooned um gay
4: icons and then when i moved to la it really became almost exclusively barber during the week at work and then others on the weekends because she became my my sort of thing
1: yeah i mean and i've now witnessed you in multiple social settings get many compliments for it and all
4: deserve well she's it's her you know people want it's her
1: So wait, would you say then that Barbara had anything to do with you being being gay as well?
4: I thought you were going to say, would you say then that my party was hugely iconic and (laughs) um, the the most important event of the end of the summer? This entire episode
1: is to just promote the party that already
4: happened. Um, First of all, your party was wonderful. But, um, you know, it's so funny because I was talking about this the other day. This is going to sound like name dropping. It is not name dropping. Um, I worked on a show that Seth MacFarlane was on. And he came up to me. I was wearing a Barber shirt, as I do. Mm-hmm. And he started singing a Barber song. And I did not recognize it immediately because it was a song from a movie and it wasn't one of her like classics. I have a ton of Barbara Streisand albums. There's a key few that I listen to most often because of my weird OCD and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But like, there are certain songs that I'm more familiar with. And so some, some of the movie stuff, like love with all the trimmings or like melinda i mean i'm pretty familiar with on a clear day at this point in my life but like he sang from one of these movies and i did not know it and i felt such shame because here is this like celebrity comedian icon talking to me about barbara engaging with this you know little gay man and i Was that a loss? No, but I think that's actually like a
1: kind of cool thing because he's confirmed straight, right? And he's like, he's teaching the gay guy wearing a barber shirt about a barber song that he doesn't know. I think that's actually a a reversal that this, this universe needs.
4: But I say that story with the purpose of explaining that, like, I'm not a good gay in the sense of like diva worship like I love her I mean obviously I wear her on my chest every day I guess you could say I'm okay about it <laughs> but like I don't know where she was when Judy Garland died or like I don't know like what broke up her marriage with Elliot Gould you know I don't know the sort of gossipy sort of
1: you're less dramaturgical yeah. and more cosmic sansical. you're more I,
4: <laughs> <laughs> I came to her through my stepfather. I mean, that's why I made this joke earlier. Is like he had a, a record collection and some of the records were Barbara Streisand. And I think I, I don't know why I put them on. I somehow knew and I put them on and, and as a teenager and I fell in love with her voice and her songs. But I didn't know she was a gay icon.
0: Well, like I didn't. That's so many that. of
1: us. But that's, that's like, like what, why did I like. And this uh, this will probably date myself in like a different way because it's just like a, a devastating reference. We know reference. you're
4: 33, girl. We know you're 33 because <laughs> you just had the most influential, incredible birthday party in Los Angeles (laughs) since Jesse Tyler Ferguson's husband two weeks before yours. Justin Makita? Fuck, I knew I missed on to
1: something. Um, I am not trying to only talk about that part. However, I I forgot what I was going to say because I'm embarrassed. Guys, anyone
4: listening at home, he is literally texting me, mention the party. Mention the party.
1: You only hear... Um, um. Um. I really have no. I feel like I'm high right now because I have no idea what I was saying. That's what happens sometimes for me. You were
4: talking about Justin McKeed, it
1: now, um. Oh. 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 My dated reference, and you're like, "How oh, dare yeah. you?" My dated reference is that I would watch certain things that I was so pulled towards, not knowing because I was gay. And one of the dated references is the movie Camp anna kendrick it just like you know robin jesus in the first like five minutes of the movie gets gay bashed and i was like crying watching me like why do i identify with him so much duh because you're getting made fun of her being gay every goddamn day of your life but i just like i and i, I think i deep down knew that i shouldn't be watching it too much out in the open like i remember watching it in a like a a, a back room where i knew no one was gonna be in my in the house but like I didn't necessarily know it's because I was like gay, 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 gay. But all this to say, we're pulled towards the gay icons, not knowing that we're gay. Like my mom told me, my favorite colors were pink and purple as a four, three year old, four year old. And it's because I'm not saying all gay guys who like pink and purple that makes them gay, but like it's it all tracks. We we well, d- are they
4: still your favorite colors?
1: The I think maybe we, oh, that's actually dark to think about. I I ended up changing it to blue, probably because I wanted to fit in more. But now I don't now I don't know my favorite color because I think that's a Really. You lost
4: your way. Well, you I, need to come back. You gotta watch Mafian Rose. Um, you need to come back to your um your favorite color. You what's your favorite them. color? Purple is my favorite color. I mean, I wore purple today. I am I do match my socks to my shirt, so I'm wearing purple socks.
1: I love um, that.
4: I, I mean, have a nice color scheme going.
1: I bet you my favorite colors probably back to when I was four years old. It was probably purple and pink, but I I find so much of my adulthood right now and like as deep and shmarmy as it sounds like so much of my recent therapy time has been just finding my true self that is not censored by myself or others and i think the pink and purple of it all is a very good example of that Well,
4: because there was no judgment then you just liked what you liked
1: i liked what i liked and i really get so frustrated and sad and angry blah 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 to think back of all the things that I was t- We are told that we're not allowed to like. And then you have to like unlearn that 20, 30 years later. It is,
4: uh, this got t- it is a very special episode of the Gay Ass Podcast.
1: I, that's why this podcast is my fucking baby. And speaking of the podcast, I want to ask you an important podcast question, which is, Henry Russell Bergstein, if the world was ending, you could only save one character actress,
4: who would you save? I really, this has tortured me for the less than 24 hours since i knew that it was a question you asked on Mm -hmm, the podcast but mm -hmm. for the entire time since i discovered it was a question Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because like what is a character actress these days you know a woman who's on screen a, a year and a half ago or two years ago you could say jean smart was a character actress now she's a leading lady but i
1: still consider her character actress i mean come on even as the lead of hacks the hair alone the long flowing garb alone come on
4: it's so hard. Like, who is my favorite?
1: Well, thinking back to when you were like pulled towards different people without knowing why, and now knowing that you are gay as hell, if I may say that, are there just is can you list any character actresses that you like your heart kind of feels warm when you think about them?
4: Oh, you know what? I think I'm gonna say Laurie Metcalf. Oh sorry, I was gonna say Rosie O'Donnell, who is someone that I <clears throat> you know, was a you know, an icon and is an icon and um and she's an actress as well as a comedian and and um and TV. a
1: great actor, I
4: think. But I think I have to go with Lori Metcalf for the scene where we find out that George Clooney's character has been beating her. I think it was George Clooney's character. She had so many husbands. And our boyfriends on that show, I mean, that's part of her Jackie's character. But then she's in the bathroom, and she's like, close the door, close the door! Because she doesn't want them to see her bruises. Um, but she I mean, also does comedy.
1: She does, um, but she does... She also, there's... Yeah, you're watching a lot of... there's I guess there's just men are about and they're represented in all I mean, types of
4: media i also was forced to watch a lot of kramer versus kramer growing up because we were part of this like divorced family children's group and we watched that and then so that could be it too i mean there's lots of are we blaming feminism for homosexuality <laughs> Is that what that is that what's happening? No, I'm not. I'm not saying that at all. Feminism
1: That's- turn turns. That's going to be the next Republican's talking point after groomers. Uh, after gays are groomers, it's also feminist
4: oh my cause. Gay. I mean, we may all not be here in a few years. They'll put us in camps. We're Jewish and gay.
1: I know. Well, we're going to be. What is our role? That's actually a dark question. Is what is our role going to be in the in the gay Jew um, internment? Well, you camps?
4: might run the like the the camp radio station. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do all the morning announcements. <laughs> we can't. It's too dark. It's too potentially true, but it's too dark. Um, well, <laughs>
1: listen, Henry Russell Bergstein, um, I, but
4: I feel like we really didn't talk enough about your party, which was so much fun. Um, <laughs> and people just kept coming and there were more people. And then at one point I almost had to bow like Drew Drogi walked in and I was like, oh, And I, I literally went to go bow I was a like, comic icon after comic icon and influencer. Well,
1: if we may be very honest here, the, the Drew Drogi of it all is not only one of my greatest joys, but this podcast brought him into my life. And in a way, do you know what brought you into my life, Henry? Do you know that, that this podcast did that?
4: It did. I realized it it's trying to think how we know each other. And it's excuse me um i'm belching on your podcast um that's a teaser to put on instagram <laughs> um it's brian j moylan uh is his no initial J or did i make that up it sounds right um he is a long-time friend from new york city from the boiler room and mutual friends um long may she live the boiler room um and brian j moylan but um mostly the boiler room and <laughs> uh drinks there used to be like two dollars two fifty i remember when they went up to 250 and we were all upset about the quarter situation oh, this no. is before your time but um yeah i don't want to date myself but there were that's why I can't drink anymore. All that well liquor was just, it killed my soul. But Wait, um,
1: the, you're making your sound like you are fully 78 years old. I know <laughs> you're not that old. I'm not,
4: I'm not, I'm not. I'm really not that far from 33. And sometimes I forget exactly how far I am from 33. Someone at a, bar, at a bar once was like, it's not cute. It's not cute. You're not saying your age. And I was like, I'm not trying to be cute. I just don't want to say my age. And eventually I said my age. I thought and then I called my sister a few days later, just casually. And I told her the funny story about how they wouldn't give up on me telling my age. And I told it my age. And she's like, Henry, you're not that age. You're two years old. not your age. I had changed it in my head. <laughs> so who's to say? Who's to say? Well,
1: listen, Henry Russell Bergstein, um, before we say goodbye, I'm going to ask you a question that you are not prepped for. And you definitely don't know it's asked because you've never listened to this podcast. Henry, what is the best Whoopi Goldberg film?
4: oh um i want to it's you know i how do you not say sister act but i also really remember enjoying at the time i haven't seen it i don't know if it aged well jumping jack flash
1: oh i see i haven't watched it and it is one of it's one of those embarrassing moments that i've had a few people say it to me and i just need to do that so thank you for filling in a blind spot for me how
4: did i not say Whoopi goldberg as a character actress i could i mean there's just so many wonderful character actresses why don't we just get an island and save all of them and let the rest of us go
1: that's a better idea we all perish laurie metcalf leads them to a gorgeous dinner by the water
4: i like i like the way that sounds
1: henry um do you want people to follow you on any social media platforms or do what do you want people to do after this
4: episode I'm private on Instagram. Otherwise, I'd be a star. Um, Oh, you know what? They can follow me, my alt Instagram, um, Peekaboo Barbara. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like a little bit of like when your Barbara peeks out. So Peekaboo Barbara. Let's make that stick. At Peekaboo Barbara. It's Barbara spelt the correct sand way.
1: B-A-R-B-R-A.
4: Do you know what? This is an example of just how bad a gay I am. I didn't know she didn't spell it with the extra A. Until years after having all her albums and like loving her. And then I was in Provincetown and I was like looking at a postcard and it said like Barbara or something. And I was like, they spelled her name wrong. And a homosexual had to correct me. No, I did that in public.
1: That's what turned you straight. I'm so sorry. Your gay card is revoked from that conversation.
4: Didn't allow me at the TikTok. Um, (laughs) Thank you for having me. I hope I'm going to obsess about everything I said on this pod. You need to edit it nice. Make it nice. Um, She's a monster.
1: Torinda Medley. Um, No, Henry, thank you so much. And we're signing off. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening to That's a Gay Ass Podcast. If you want that merch for 15% off, go to gayasspodcast.com. It's automatically applied, and that is through this Sunday night. And if you like this podcast, subscribe to it. And if you haven't yet left a five-star review, it would be the biggest gift of all. If you'll write a little love note why you like it so much, just to keep on spreading the gay gospel. Happy end of Virgo season. I love you so much, and I'll see you next week.